Well, hello, tired one. Are you feeling a bit frazzled and worn out? Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. We hope lessons from God's Word and encouragement from us will lead you to soul rest. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Well, hello there, friend. I'm Nicole Olstead of Sweet Salem Ministries, and it's my joy to welcome you to the first ever podcast of Sweet Salem Moments. Our goal is to encourage you to invest in what we call Sweet Salem Moments each and every day. And for that, you are going to need some definitions, aren't you? Just exactly what is a Sweet Salem Moment anyway? Well, hang on, because we're going to unpack that for you in just a few minutes. First, though, introductions are in order. So, hi, I'm Nicole. My husband Josh and I have been married for 12 years and have been blessed with four beautiful and adventurous girls, ages 3, 5, 7, and 9. I am a full-time mom and a very part-time dental assistant, working about once a month per diem. I have two girls in school and I am homeschooling my first grader, all while attempting to answer all 238 questions my three-year-old asks me every hour. And now I'd like to introduce you to the director of our ministry and the lady who literally wrote the book on Sweet Salem Moments, Sharon Gamble. Well, hi, and welcome to this podcast. I'm Sharon. I've been married to Ray, my high school sweetheart, for 40 years. We have an incredibly cute and incredibly annoying dog named Bella Grace, who is 13 pounds of spunk and cuddly. I'm mom to two daughters and their husbands, and Nina to six beautiful grandchildren, none of whom live near us, unfortunately. I started Sweet Sela Ministries in 2017. It was born out of my yearning over the years to be less hurried and more intentional about rest, specifically rest with God. Mm -hmm. So that's me. Nicole, I am so glad you're sitting here with me. It would not be nearly so much fun alone, and it's wonderful to have two different perspectives on mm-hmm. life. You, the young mom with the 357 questions a day, <laughs> and me with the too quiet household sometimes, after all the noise that my children generated. So, well, I think it's time for definitions. What is a sweet Sela moment? Selah is the key word here. It's a Hebrew word found in the Old Testament. You see it often in the Psalms and also in the book of Habakkuk, but no one actually knows for certain what it means or how it's pronounced. However, most scholars think it represents a pause or a stop in the psalm or song being sung. So for our purposes, a selah is a stop. And we pronounce it sila because it sounds nicest with sweet. <laughs> and it seemed more intuitive, but people pronounce it lots of different ways. But because it's a biblical word, what I wanted to incorporate into the meaning of it for sweet sila moments is that it's a stop with God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just a stop to check your phone or to do your nails or, or stare at the sky. It's a God stop with the purpose of intentionally focusing on Him. And that's a hard stop in a busy world, no matter what your age is. It doesn't actually get better, Nicole, when the kids are gone. You're still busy, and you can still kind of put off God because other things crowd in. So we're going to talk about a God stop, a Sila stop. So, Nicole, when did you first hear the name of this ministry, and did you know what Sila meant? 
No, I had heard about it from my friend Jenny, who is also on the ministry team. Um, she had encouraged me to take a sweet seal a day, and I wasn't quite sure what that was, but after um, seeing the material you had put out to do it, I'd gone and done a day, and it was just lovely. I'd seen the word in Psalms, but not really known how to what it meant, um, and I definitely was not pronouncing it the same way you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced so many different ways, and it doesn't really matter because the Hebrew doesn't have vowels in it. Ah. So Selah is correct. Selah is per- correct. You could go Salah, you know. <laughs> so, but um, for our purposes, it's Selah. And mm-hmm. if you say Selah, I it, whatever, you it's really me. okay. <laughs> So, okay, well, what's the sweet then? Mm-hmm. Well, what makes a stop sweet is when you spend it with God, when you intentionally turn your eyes away from all the stuff that can make you crazy, mm-hmm. and you go to the one that gives peace. So that's why we call it sweet. And you know, even this morning, Nicole, right before getting here to do the broad podcast, I was a little bit unsettled about why are we doing this? What's its purpose? Lord, is this what you want for us? Mm-hmm. And so I had my Sila time. I had my Bible open and I read in Luke 4 where uh, Jesus announced himself and said, I've come to set captives free. I've come to open the eyes of the blind. I've come to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And in my little commentary I read, it said, that's what Jesus came to do. That was his mission. And now it's our mission. And there it was. And all my ickiness went away because I had focused on the word. And God said to me, this is what we're doing here. We're sharing who he is. And we're breaking free um, from the busyness and the harriedness and the, the anxiety and worry that can absolutely kill us because we're stopping to have a sweet sila moment. So that's that. So now we're going to talk about the moments part. Tell you what, let's have a sweet sila moment right now. What um, we're going to do every single uh, podcast is have an episode Bible passage, because I don't want it to all be just talking. I want the word to be spoken, because really that's where the power is. So I'm going to read today from Psalm 46 in the New King James Version, because it still has our beautiful word Selah in it. Some of the other versions say interlude, and it's rather Mm -hmm. annoying to me, because (laughs) our ministry is called Selah, so we need that word. So, wherever you are, podcast listener, would you just settle back in your chair or the driver's seat of the car in the pickup line or lean against the counter and stop washing those dishes just for a moment and listen to this beautiful psalm. Psalm 46, to the chief musician, a psalm of the sons of Korah, a song for Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, 
Behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. I love this psalm. (laughs) We're actually going to take another episode and go through the whole psalm because it's just too good. But um, today, because we're going to be talking about moments, I just want to read those last two verses again, um, where it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And then that Selah. So there's kind of a command here. He says, be still. Yikes. It's a hard command to follow no matter how old you are. (laughs) We get so, I think, wrapped up, especially as Americans, in productivity, Mm -hmm. defining our successfulness, our who we are. You know, and if we're busy and we can say we're busy, somehow that sounds more important. Mm. And so taking time to be still is really, really hard. And it can even be viewed as sort of self-indulgence yes. and laziness, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're like, wait a second, I should be doing something productive. So um, why don't you share a little bit first about your journey to stillness mm-hmm. in your life, and then I'll share mine. All right. So after having our fourth kiddo and trying to juggle work and childcare and home life, it was just too much. Um, so Josh and I decided that um, I needed to be home with the littles, um, and we adjusted our lifestyle to accomplish this decision. Um, I started homeschooling and thought that I was on this path to become a more calm mom and enjoy, be able to enjoy life and have more time with my family and have more peace in our home. Um, the problem was I was saying yes to too many things and ultimately saying no to my family. Um, <clears throat> I had assumed that now that I was a stay-at-home mom that I had to say yes and that I didn't really have a good excuse to say no because I was home mm-hmm. and able to do all the good things I wasn't able to do before. Um, well, my days had become a series of good things that kept me running and in survival mode um, trying to keep up and still and not still at all. It took me a while to realize that multitasking is a lie. I can't truly give my full attention to more than one thing, and I just ended up giving a small scattered part that really isn't all that helpful. And sadly, my family always got my tired leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) So I sat with God. I really sat with Him and did the hard work of, of evaluating my time and how I spent it and learned to start to say no to all the busy and stop saying no to God and my family and even myself. Busyness is exhausting, and my health and eating habits showed that. I think I was afraid of not being busy. That's such a normal cry. It's almost a badge of honor, and I didn't know what life would look like without it, and it's kind of scary. So there I sat, saying no, quieter. I still had four kids. Finding stillness, practicing Salem moments, um, reading your book and any book on stillness I could find and wondering how long I was going to have to be still. Like, God, can I move yet? What do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) And then I got a message from you asking me, kind of out of the blue, uh, to join your team for a ministry on rest. I was like, God, is this a test? (laughs) Um, I'm always so struck by a sense of humor. Um, But I prayed about it and didn't say yes right away, even though I was pretty sure this was a solid yes. 
Uh, this was God's way of showing me I can say yes, just not to everything. And now he brought me to you and to a whole team of people who treasure rest and daily time with God, um, who a God that really does just want to be with me. And it's just so amazing. So God had shown me that when I say no to the crazy just because busy, I'm free to say yes to the meaningful. And he brings yeses that give back. I mean, a ministry that helps me to rest and spend time with God? I may have also joined selfishly for the accountability factor. (laughs) (laughs) But here I am, and I'm still learning how to truly be still with Him. But He's so gracious with me. (laughs) Oh, well, I remember that same thing when I had my two daughters. The church needed something? Of course I can do it. If somebody needs a casserole, well, I should (laughs) bring a casserole. My husband um, was in the military, so there was all these military functions to go to, and I wanted to represent him, so I went to way too many little wives' gatherings, uh, things like that, and the same thing. My children were there watching me on the phone, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) and the time wasn't uh, completely given to them, and my I had quiet times, but they were pretty rushed because they were almost like on my to-do list, right, I need to do this and get it done instead of um, savoring it, and I, I think... I think that's one of the keys to a sweet sila. It's not stopping because you have to, because if you were a good Christian, you would stop and be with God. Right. <laughs> it's stopping because you get to, because actually God wants you quiet, because actually He wants to sit with you and tell you He loves you. Mm. So when it's seen as a, I get to talk to the King of Kings instead of I need to check this off my checklist it has a whole different flavor to it so absolutely does (laughs) so i had a couple of sort of big triggers on my way to stillness one was when i turned 40 i just stopped sleeping it was really awful i mean i didn't plan on stopping sleeping it just sort of happened i um I would go to bed, and I called it the little chihuahua in my brain. I would lie down, and it would go, yip, 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 yip. And everything that I had to do would just run through my brain. And I would try to still it, and I'd try to pray, and I'd try to do all these things, and I could not rest. And it was like two or three hours sleep a night for a couple of weeks until Ray brought me to the hospital. I was like crazy with lack of sleep. And until then, I had sort of been able to run all the time. I kind of prided myself on being able to run at a high energy level. So that shut me right down. Mm -hmm. And so I went on a a little Ambien for two weeks and reset my clock. I didn't even have any sense of days and nights at that point and started new rhythms and realized that what I had done was plan my day and squish in God. And what I needed to do was plan my God times and trust that everything else would fit. So there was like a change in perspective in how I did it. And then I also didn't just take that time in the morning. I took a time at night Mm-hmm. And away from electronics. I know most people don't like this, Nicole, but I happen to love warm milk. Oh. I know, weird. <laughs> so weird. 
<laughs> so I warm up my little mug of milk at night, and I read a real book, like with pages, and I have an afghan over my knee if it's, you know, nighttime, and I find another time of stillness. Mm. And I found I needed that. And so then um, I added a quiet day a week from sundown Saturday to sundown Sunday and just refused to work. My family was a little offended by that at first, <laughs> but I kind of prepared them for it. I would say, now I'm resting starting at sundown tonight. Mm-hmm. So if you guys need me to help you with your homework or if Ray needed me to wash the car, we needed to do it Saturday afternoon, not Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so there was a like a reversal in priority. Mm-hmm. The priorities were, well, I'm not working from sundown Saturday to sundown Sunday. And I'm not working for that first little bit of the day because it's my quiet time. And I'm quitting at night to have my warm milk. And then let's see what I can fit in with what's left. I love that. Isn't that fun? (laughs) It's super changed everything. And the amazing thing is that the stopping on those times meant that the other times were more productive, Mm. which is kind of funny that I'd be amazed by it because God did set that up, right? I mean, he said, work for six days, stop on the seven. You know, that (laughs) that is in there. And um, I I have found it proven to be true over and over again that when I sit and really sit and just get to be with God, sit, uh, the rest of the day just goes better because I've had a chance to listen and hear, and it's, Mm. it's sweet. So now I can do my morning time first thing, but can you, you've got like that three-year-old that's probably asking questions. First thing when she wakes up. First thing. (laughs) So how do you fit in yours? Well, I've been trying for years to do it first thing in the morning, but I am not an early riser. So that's been my my sacrifice and that God help me get up in the morning to spend time with you. So the days I don't get up before my children, um, I try to do it first thing. You've talked about that before too, giving him your first free moment, um, even if it's not the first few hours of the day. Um, Some of my husband and children go off to school. I get the little ones um, playing with something, and I sit down and I do those first five free moments. Um, But what you had said earlier was so good about being intentional about your time. So not just saying like, oh, I'm going to sit and have this wonderful, sweet moment with God, but setting it up ahead of time, finding your favorite chair, finding your favorite blanket, Mm -hmm. getting your book and your pen and your favorite hot beverage ready. You take away all the excuses. And it's almost like something you look forward to, like a like a date with a friend that you're going to talk to. And yes. it's not like, oh, I've got to do my quiet time. Oh, I didn't do it. I'm a bad Christian today. Right. So yeah. I love the joy that comes from the expectation of a meeting with God now, as opposed to, oh, I got to get this in. I got to do this deep Bible study. It's like, no, he wants to sit with me mm-hmm. and he wants to mm-hmm. fill me with, with love and encouragement for the day and not just, oh, okay, you did your duty. Good job. You read your Bible today. Right. So that right. has really changed how I view my quiet time with him. Mm-hmm. I think it does make a difference. And sometimes we set ourselves up for failure because we think we have to not have a moment, but like five hours with right. God to be <laughs> truly holy, you know? Mm-hmm. And one reason this is called sweet sila moments is mm-hmm. because sometimes they're brief. But there's even a difference in how you do a brief time with God, whether it's a settle down and, oh, teach me Jesus time, or if it's a read fast and put it aside time. You know, there's just a huge difference between the two, and it all comes, it stems from attitude. 
and and also motive, I think. I think you and I both grew up in Christian homes, so we know our duty yes. <laughs> to read the Bible. <laughs> That's a duty. Um, and if I see it that way as a duty, it's different than remembering I'm talking to the king mm. and the shepherd right. and the Lord and Abba Father. You know, just saying his names helps me uh, kind of sit in awe that I get to talk to him. Wow, you know? So, well, that was my first thing, was was um, getting slammed so hard with insomnia that I had to make changes. I, I have a thick head, evidently. <laughs> God really had to do that to me. Well, about the same time, this all kind of coalesced together. I don't remember how old I was, but I was working for Moms in Prayer, and it was time for me to go out to California to the annual state coordinator getaway. I was state coordinator for New Hampshire. I took my position seriously. I knew that people had donated money to put me on a plane so that I could learn marvelous things in California. So off I go, feeling very sort of important. Sadly, that's the truth, though. I did. (laughs) And I get to the conference, and we're fine Sunday night until about 3 in the morning, Monday, when I woke up with the worst case of the flu ever. Like the kind you're like, I know why people die from the flu, kind of flu. It was awful. And they took me to the hospital, so everybody else is learning all these truths, and I'm, you know, sick. And so I stayed in a sort of a segregated room where people brought me food um, gingerly, passing it to me from a distance, and masks on, (laughs) and then turning their heads away. Pretty isolating, you know. (laughs) And I'm in this room, Nicole, and the windows are open because it's California. It's warm in February in California, amazingly, not here in New Hampshire. And I'm hearing them sing worship songs. I love singing worship songs. I couldn't even talk. I was croaking because my voice was gone. And um, so I was pretty sad about it. But I figured I'm with prayer warriors, right? They're praying for my healing. I will pray for my healing. And within a day, la la, I will have conquered the flu and I will be back there learning lessons. And um, I I almost felt like God had to do it, which is always a dangerous thing to think Mm -hmm. because God doesn't have to do anything that I think he does. But in my mind, all this money had been donated, right? And it's not fair for me to be sick and not learning all these wonderful things. Well, I did not get better. I did not get better Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and we were leaving on Friday. So Thursday afternoon, I kind of shuffled out of bed because you can only stay in bed so long. And I sat on this like porch overlooking a mountain. It was beautiful with sun shining on my face. But I was kind of, no, no, I was definitely crabby. I was just mad. I mean, what a waste mm-hmm. of a week. And so I kind of randomly flipped open my Bible and I came to the passage where some teacher of the law says to Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus answers, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That's the greatest thing you can ever do. And honestly, Nicole, he whispered to me and he said, Sharon, do you love me? And I said, Yes, I do. (laughs) He said, that's all I want from you this week. And I spent the whole afternoon 
I had never spent an afternoon telling God I loved him. Ever. And that's the greatest commandment. I just never had. I never even thought of doing it. All those years. I just sort of did for God and went to church and read my Bible and and taught Bible studies. But I never sat and just said, I love you. Mm. And it was... um, absolutely one of the most life-changing moments of of ever in my life was just sitting there telling him I loved him. And that actually, back then, formed the seeds for Sweet Sela Ministries and Sweet Sela Moments. Because all of a sudden, all this doing, you know, I have to do, I have to do, got stripped away from me. I couldn't do anything except sit there and cough and tell God I loved him. And suddenly I realized that's the greatest thing I can do. I mean, that's the greatest. And uh, so it changed my perspective there too. So first I got whomped physically and had the insomnia, or maybe I, I can't remember the order, but anyways, and then I got whomped spiritually. Mm. And God just woke me up and said, stop. Mm. And man, did I stop. <laughs> so that's sort of the genesis for what we're doing here in this podcast is helping women stop. And not to stop with the guilt that comes with it and the, the feeling that you're being self-indulgent. Because if it's a sila stop, the way we're defining it, it's a stop with God. It's a stop to get to know the one that loves us. It's a declaring of our love for him. So for those of you that have joined us today, I'm just so glad you are here. And I hope that every podcast is a little moment in your life where you learn a tiny bit more with us, because Nicole and I are still learning, and we shall confess our sins to you as we go along (laughs) when we fail. (laughs) But we so want you to stop and be with the God who loves you. Mm. So important. So let me pray Mm. and close us out, and then Nicole will have the last word. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Father God, how I thank you that what you want most is something that we can do from a sick bed, that we don't have to be the strongest or the prettiest or the most efficient at all. We just have to stop and love the one that loved us so much. He died for us. Oh, Father, forgive me for every time I make other things more important than loving and knowing you. And help us in this podcast every single time to look to you, acknowledge you, and adore you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, oh, friend, there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? We would love to hear your unique journey to stillness and knowing God, too, in the days and months ahead. Make sure you check out our show notes and feel free to share comments. They can be found at sweetsela.org and at wordradio.net. Search for, search for podcasts to find them on our tabs. And please, would you follow us on your favorite podcast app? We are brand new, as you know, and we want others to find out about us. Share us with your friends and tune in next time for our next episode, Finding the Time for the Quiet Time. Until then, may you find rest in Jesus who tells us to come to him when we are weary and heavy laden. God bless you. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. 
Sweet Zilla Moments is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Zilla Ministries. More information about this podcast, including show notes, can be found at sweetzilla.org and at wordradio.net. Thank you for joining us.